spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Two, four, and four. Two, four, and four, as anticipated. Two, one, four, lost, four, retired. Of the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment of President Trump, now all the results are in, given the Wyoming results. Two won their races, four lost, and four retired. Yesterday at Smirconish.com, thank you for the 13,009 votes, especially the nine of you who pushed it beyond 13,000, or I would have been dubious as to the round number. Would Liz Cheney cause more harm to Donald Trump in 2024 running for president as an independent or as a Republican? 63.17% said independent. The remainder said Republican. So let's call it two thirds. The final results of the election yesterday, it was better than a two to one margin. Harriet Hageman, 66% of the vote. Liz Cheney, 29% of the vote. She knew she was going to lose. As pointed out by Politico's playbook today, she raised nearly $14 million for the race and didn't spend much of it. Early on, she and her team, they, they war-gamed out the race. They thought, well, if there's a large field of MAGA candidates who divide the anti-Cheney vote, then she could win with about 30%. I mean, frankly, that's how Donald Trump secured the nomination when he first ran in 2016. But what wasn't anticipated from Liz Cheney's perspective is that Trump and Kevin McCarthy coalesced around Hageman. This was not one of these primary battles where some of the Republican Party went one way and some went another. They were all on Team Hageman. And that thwarted any path that Cheney would have had to hold on. Interestingly, and I'll, I'll get to the audio after I chat with a special guest in a moment, but one of the things that she said last night is, she said, two years ago, I won this primary with 73% of the vote. I could easily have done that same thing again. The path was clear, but it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. And that was a path I could not and would not take. She, to me, last night, she sounded like and looked like. I mean, maybe maybe it comes from, in fact, as I speak, they're showing, you know, images of Liz Cheney uh, in a spectacular setting last night in Wyoming. But to me, looking presidential or looking like a presidential candidate, I, I guess if your father is the vice president, you know a thing or two about advance work. But it looked to me like an announcement 
was being made relative to 2024. And the question asked, among others, is if she is to take a go in 2024, would it be as a Republican or would it be as an independent what we were on to yesterday? And and I'm going back to the well, given the level of interest yesterday, I'm going back to the well on today's poll question at Smirconish.com with a very simple and yet I, I think um, appropriate question. Her influence now, is she ascendant or is she in decline? You know, Donald Trump treats her as if she's in the rearview mirror and in and, and the statement that he issued uh, talked about her finding happiness now, you know, implying, hey, she's a very miserable person and now she's history and maybe she'll find happiness, something like that. Uh, I looked at her last night as someone who knew exactly what was going to happen and has a game plan. In other words, we might debate whether she's going to run, whether she's going to run as an independent, whether she's going to run as a Republican. But looking at her, I get the impression she's got a plan and she knows. Right. Well, in that case, you could say ascendant. Don't don't make hand gestures at me. Speak up. Well, no, I'm just thinking that perhaps today might be that unusual day that you are going to vote with the majority at Smirconish.com. You don't know how I'm voting. Because over 5,500 people have already voted. Yeah. We've just started the show. Yeah. And the ascendants have it at 79%. Wow. You're giving it away already. I just am shocked. Okay. So a lot of, a lot of interest, a lot of interest in what now happens to Liz Cheney. Hey, I, I read something over the weekend and I want to share with you. It's, it's a great essay. We had posted it at smirconish.com within the last two days. Here's the final paragraph of an essay written by my next guest. Whatever happens Tuesday, whatever remains of the January 6th committee, Liz Cheney's work will continue. She says it's too early for her to discuss the prospect of a presidential run, but not for me. I'm guessing Cheney will run, and I believe that she absolutely should, especially if Trump does. It would almost certainly be another losing primary for her, yet it would nonetheless be a fascinating matchup, much more compelling than any challenge a Trump derivative character such as Ron DeSantis or Mike Pence could ever pose. It's hard to imagine DeSantis or Pence seriously mocking Trump for losing to Brandon in 2020 or challenging his election lies or slamming him for his complicity and desertion on January 6th or mentioning the FBI search of his residence or his need to plead the fifth. The words of Mark Leibovich, the staff writer for The Atlantic, he's the author of Thank You for Your Servitude and... This town. This is Mark Leibovich. Hey, Mark, thanks so much for coming back. I know how in demand you are. I've been watching your image, albeit muted, on one of my televisions all morning long. <laughs> it's much better muted, believe me. People give, who know me would say that. Give me the best of what you gave Scarborough. What soundbite are you most proud of having <laughs> offered already today? I don't remember. I think I just sat mute through that also. Your television <laughs> might have been mute, but that might have reflected reality. No, um... Uh, no, I, I'm going to give you exclusive content, Michael. So you, you, you know, so we're we're going to save it for the air. Okay, so I have two preliminary questions for Mark Leibovich. These are the big two, as I see it. Is she prepared to take one for the team? Is she prepared to run a campaign that she knows would be a losing battle? And question question two, uh, you know, can she go as an independent rather than as a Republican? 
I, I think, you know, it depends how you define victory and defeat. I mean, I actually asked Liz Cheney this last week in, in Wyoming. I said, look, what what is victory for you look like? It looks like you're going to lose your primary. I mean, she didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't nod or shake her head, but it didn't look good for her. And as we saw that she, she lost by a bunch last night, you know, but, but I mean, you said you're going to just sort of deny, you're going to do everything possible to keep Donald Trump out of the Oval Office. Um, I mean, if we're sitting here in three years and Donald Trump is not reelected to his office, to, to president. I mean, will that be a success for Liz Cheney? And she said, basically, look, I, I want to sort of hang around and be enough of a factor to sort of turn this back to some degree of normalcy where we are just sort of debating issues again and not really debating the very fundamental you know, just sort of um, the fundamental basis of our democracy. So, look, she's playing a long game. I, I don't know. I mean, I think she's doing a much more noble thing than, you know, what taking one for the team would look like, which certainly, you know, I think being a backbencher in Congress is not her ultimate reward. And, and it's a good thing, too, because she lost. You wrote sh- she says it's too early for her to discuss the prospect of a presidential run. Do you think she has a plan? I look at her. I watched last night. I listened to the words. I'm going to play some audio when Mark Leibovich leaves me. But I believe she knows this is not one of these. I need to think it over and consult with family. What do you, what do you yeah, make of it? I, I think she's playing a long game. I think it's clear. I mean, I, I think, look, I mean, I think she's in a position in a weird way to make much more of a difference out of office than she is in office. I mean, she obviously doesn't you know, seem to give, you know, much, you know, it doesn't give a damn much anymore. I mean, she certainly, she sort of lost whatever necessity she had to sort of play by the, by the Republican sound bites a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. And she's now, I think, even more unleashed. So I don't think she's encumbered by anything. Um, you know, she's been very open about trying to reach out to Democrats, reach out to independents. I think she's trying to sort of create a cross party, um, movement going on, which, again, in the real world of primaries and partisanship and tribalism might not actually have a lot of purchase. But ultimately, is I think what a lot of people want, and is something that, that's going to certainly be uh, an audience that, that will be a you know, big part of the discussion going forward. And she's very effective, too. There's no question about it. Who's happier this morning, Donald Trump or Kevin McCarthy? You know, I think they're obviously happy with the result, but I also think they know, or at least certainly Kevin McCarthy knows, that Liz Cheney is not going away. I think they both know that Liz Cheney is going not going away. I mean, I think the reason they are both so sort of triggered by her is because they know that, that she's pretty fearless, much more so compared to the people who have cowered before Donald Trump, including Kevin McCarthy. I mean, I, I just, I mean, I've been studying and interviewing people for a long time. And, and Liz Cheney has a very, very different degree of backbone and intelligence and fortitude and, frankly, commitment to a long game that you don't see very often in the Republican Party these days. So I think part of her power is that she's just such a rare figure and willing to, whether it's take one for the team or fight, you know, for what she believes in. I mean, I think it's going to be, be something that, you know, bears watching and she's going to make it worth watching. What kind of a message does it send that 10 Republicans in the House voted for impeachment? The record now two, four and four. Okay, two have survived this far. (laughs) One of them might not hang on. Four have lost and four have retired. You know, it's depressing, I I think, from (laughs) from the outside. I mean, I think from the inside of it, it's clear that, that Donald Trump has has continued his stranglehold over this party. This is nothing new. It's been going on for six years. You would think that given all the, the many off ramps he has given um, people who support him, you know, eventually they take one. Because what's striking to me and in doing the research I did for, for the book I wrote on, on the Republicans right now 
you have a sense that everyone knows better, right? In private, a lot of these Republicans are, are know full well that they have sort of thrown in with a cause that, that is pretty shaky and might not be, um, you know, good for the long-term interest of their own political health, but certainly for the health of the country and the democracy. So I think that that's pretty sad, but clearly it's where the, where the party is right now. And Mark Leibovich, weigh in on today's poll question at Smirconish.com. Is Liz Cheney's influence ascendant or in decline as of this morning? I would say ascendant because I think mm. she is unencumbered. Uh, I think, look, I mean, she, I, the, the fact that like she was a marginalized pariah inside the Republican caucus of the minority party, um, you know, wasn't a, a terribly compelling or, or effective perch for her. I think because of the vacuum of leadership and the vacuum of candor and the vacuum of character inside the party, she has an incredibly ascendant path to continue to have a very big platform and a big audience. I, I don't care what your answer is. I just like the fact that you gave me a direct, the man called Lebo gave me a very direct answer to today's poll question and has set the standard. Mark, thank you, you so know? much. I really, I appreciate every time you're here and I wish you good things on the forthcoming book. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you having me on. Mark Leibovich is a staff writer for The Atlantic. He's the author of Thank You for Your Servitude and This Town. He has answered. In no uncertain terms, is Liz Cheney's influence ascendant or in decline? He says ascendant. Shall we listen to last night? This was her concession. Oh, and and that's such like the interesting point. What a concession it was. I'll get to that. Uh, Last night, though, she made the point, hey, 73 percent is what I garnered in my last primary. Two years ago, I won this primary with 73 percent of the votes. I could easily have done the same again. The path was clear. But it would have required that I go along with President Trump's lie about the 2020 election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. That was a path I could not and would not take. I told you that the margin was slightly better than two to one. So, of course, she lost. But I think she was making a secondary point here. Our republic relies upon the goodwill of all candidates for office to accept honorably the outcome of elections. And tonight, Harriet Hegeman has received the most votes in this primary. She won. I called her to concede the race. This primary election is over. But now... The real work begins. Mm. That doesn't that doesn't sound like someone who's who's going quietly into the night. She also quoted Abraham Lincoln. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately Can you stop prevailed. that right there. Can you just stop right there? I want you to start that over again, because. My thought process this morning is the future, not the past. Okay, so listen again to what Liz Cheney said last night. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union and he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said, 
that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. As we meet here tonight, that remains our greatest and most important task. Sure sounds to me like someone who is running for president, prepared to have taken the loss for the greater prize. One more cut that I want you to hear. If there's any doubt in your mind as to her willingness, as I said to Mark Leibovich, to take one for the team, there was this. We must be very clear-eyed about the threat we face and about what is required to defeat it. I have said since January 6th, that I will do whatever it takes to ensure Donald Trump whatever is never takes. again anywhere near the Oval Office. And I mean it. Okay. I mean, there's the answer. I will do whatever it takes. I will do whatever it takes. So is she ascendant or in decline in terms of her influence? Let's talk about what went on in Wyoming. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Wow, I've got I've got really interesting choices in terms of calls. And here's the beauty of it. You will hear all perspectives. How about Joe in Spring, Texas? Go first, Joe. What did you want to say about Liz Cheney? Um... Sayonara, see you later. Uh, we're, the Republicans are done with the Bushes, the Cheneys, the Romneys. Uh, we, we love Trump, and the reason we love Trump is, first off, he did great things for the country. But second, he stood up to the vitriol from the left, from the mainstream media, from being called a misogynist, a homophobe. He hates Mexicans. He thinks all good people are white supremacists. We, we're tired of all that 
stuff from the left and our guy taking it. Romney you had make... a binder full of women. Uh, you know, I mean, they, yeah. they, Romney didn't pay his taxes. Remember when uh, I can't remember the senator's name, he's past since, but he said Romney hadn't paid his taxes in 10 years. What did Romney do? Nothing. Trump would have stood up and said, no, Joe, here's my tax. You, 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 remind, you remind me of a, of a fellow named Peter Wenner. He's a conservative, but he's a never Trumper. He worked for three Republican presidents, both Bushes and Ronald Reagan. So his he says he writes and in explaining the allegiance that folks like you feel to Donald Trump, he said it's really become more not so much about Trump, but who Trump opposes. And I'm sensing like that nails it for you. Like Trump, Trump on a personal level might not be your cup of tea, but because of his willingness to bring a gun to a knife fight and fight progressives, he earns your loyalty. Is that fair? Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm having a hard time disagreeing with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just trying to assess like, what's this all about? All right. Thank you. There's, there's one, there is one side of the spectrum. Joe in spring, Texas, who says sayonara Liz Cheney. Then there's Kevin in Elmhurst, Illinois. What are you thinking today? Good morning. I think Liz Cheney is a hero. I, um, I'm a, I'm a Republican. I'm right of center. Donald Trump is not the leader of my party. I would love in 2024 to see a Cheney Adam Kinzinger ticket, and I think that's a potential winner. Okay, what what about the fellow who just called from Spring, Texas, who says Sayonara, uh, Trump is willing to fight all those progressive influence. We're not white supremacists. Somebody's got to stand up for us and fight back, and that's Donald Trump. And he had a great record of accomplishment when he was president. I respect the gentleman's opinion. I, I disagree with him. Um, I think that Donald Trump did do some good things when he started out. If he'd have kept his mouth shut, he'd still be our president. But I, I just don't think he's capable of doing it. I think he's affected our image throughout the world, not, you know, not just the United States. And we are, uh, we are one global uh, uh, economy. And I just think that you know, people have to realize that I'm, I think the far right and the far left have done too much damage to this country. And that's why I say I'm right of center. I think that's where most it's- people are. It's interesting when you say if he'd kept his mouth shut, he'd have been reelected. I believe that. But I, I go back and I, I in my mind's eye, I wonder, would he have ever been elected in 2016 if he, quote unquote, kept his mouth shut? And I suspect the answer to that is no. The, what distinguished him was was his willingness to take on political correctness and all of these woke trends and, and Republicans were refreshed. And came out in droves. It became a referendum on Hillary, much like four years later, it became a referendum on Trump. I guess what I'm saying is if Trump would have lost some of that edge and reined in his personal behavior and if it had become about his record, but he's incapable of that. He's just he's just not capable of of doing that. Phil, you're in Tampa, Florida. Greetings. What did you most want to say? Oh, I just want to say, you know, Wyoming voters are good people, farmers, ranchers, energy workers, and List Cheney's 29% was worse than all the polls and worse than the lowest predicted category in the betting markets. So she convinced no one. Uh, but, you know, I think that she's a senate because she, you know, uh, she made $30 million personally during her time in Congress. And so she has a great, you know, her personal wealth has increased a lot since she's been a congresswoman. 
I don't think it'll continue as a pundit on MSNBC or CNBC, but I don't think she'll make a huge difference as a. Well, I don't. Candidate. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say this because I think during the break, TC, didn't I just say to you financially she's got zero concerns? You and did say that? I didn't say it on air. Well, no. now I'll say it on air say because it. yeah, Phil's Phil's it ma- right. It matters. It matters. Yeah. I mean, it's easy for people yeah. to talk tough, but then worry about a mortgage. Correct. She's never worrying about a mortgage. And I, I don't know what personally she's earned. I'll accept what you just told me. But I, I just know that Dick Cheney made a, a boatload of money uh, before he became vice president. So financial concerns like the rest of us have are not on her mind. And that gives her the ability to go do whatever the hell she wants to do. I, I mean, I heard enough last night from her to think I know exactly um, what becomes uh, John, you're in Amherst, New York. You say good riddance. You'll end up on CNN or MSNBC to Liz Cheney. Well, she's going to be an MSNBC and CNN Republican, meaning one that doesn't go on conservative stations because she won't take the hard questions. Now, the hubris of Liz Cheney, a lady of privilege, actually comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln, it's the height of hubris. I don't know what you think about that, Michael, but that is insanity. This lady has such a high opinion of herself that no one will ever think. She will just be rendered in this scrap heap of history. Well, call me back in two years, and let's let's see how it all plays out, because I get what you're saying, although I think she'd go on Fox. I, I wish they would all go on whatever network invites them. Take it from me uh, as someone who's in the business. I, I want to have conservatives. I would take, I have a standing, uh, well, I have a standing rule for the bookers of my show that I'll take any member of the U.S. Senate on any Saturday morning. That's it. And can I get any of the, the Republicans? I mean, there have been a few. There have been a very few. Kennedy, Cassidy, Barrasso, um, I don't know that, that that any of the rest of them. It hasn't been from lack of effort. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there. I've made this. I've made this point. So they're, they're busy on the third. On the third I, I've one. made this point where I will hear in the wee hours or see in the wee hours of the morning, like the four a.m. hour. I'll see a member of the Senate who's a Republican on Fox That's that I know crazy. doesn't even respond to my email, and you know I'm going to treat them with dignity. Of course. But that's but they they like clamor. But they can't. I Why? Because they the only want to yeah. reach the base. Right. They only want to reach the people who are already on their team. There's no longer any effort at persuasion. But I agree. It's all with, about I think, passion. I think Liz Cheney would definitely go on Fox. It would surprise me if me she too. wouldn't. I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Oh I my god! I would, call, I would love to see her go on curious. with Hannity. I would love to see that kind of a, yeah. a, a discussion. It'd be tremendous. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Albert's is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Roy Jack, you're in West Texas. What did you most want to say? I think they have to poll with a lot of focus groups. I don't see, even though I like her, I don't see how she could do anything in general election except for Biden. Trump people are going to vote for Trump. She's got to figure out somehow how to dent him in the primaries, even though she can't get on a debate stage with him. And speaking of Fox, she's a cute little Fox when she was young. I saw her from about 10 feet in Laramie, Wyoming in the 1980s. I was uh, in a rodeo uh, contest there. She walked by with her sister and her dad, a cute little rascal. I like her, but I just don't think she can do anything in the general election, except maybe as a non-candidate. I have a lot of money to uh, buy speaking time on television. That's about it. Well, I appreciate it very much, Roy Jack. Thank you. TC, you're scolding me because you don't like the way Roy Jack complimented her appearance. Come on. No, I'm laughing at you because you're like, how Hanging long? On every word. How long can I let him talk? That what is else, not true. What else that is he going to say? <laughs> I am loving this. That I if have you no problem with, with the caller. If you, 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 if you had worked with me longer, you then sure? you would have the qualification to make that kind of a judgment about me. Really? But you've only been with me <laughs> coming on twenty years. Yeah. So when it's twenty five years, then maybe people will take stock of that opinion. What else is he going to say? <laughs> this is talk radio. This is. I the, don't police unless it's hate speech. All right. The, oh, and that, was, that was a very the, the, very, the man finds her attractive. Okay, uh, Ricky, you're in Baltimore, Maryland. Greetings. What are you thinking? Uh, two really quick comments in regards to Liz Cheney. At the yeah. end of the day, she's doing something morally sound now. But if you look at her history and her record, she's still not a good person. Correct me if I'm wrong. She went along with Trump 92 percent of the time, I believe. But I wanted to make another quick comment in regards to yesterday and the quiet quitters. Has anyone ever paused to think that maybe a generation of youth or people realize that corporate America, in essence, screws you over? You work 40, 50 hours a week to get a a small portion while you see the executives on their yachts and on their boats. I left corporate America about six years ago because I was in sales. I worked for the big blue payroll company out of Rochester, and I realized I was generating millions of dollars 
worth of revenue for the company, and I was getting a fraction of it. Okay, so like, listen, I don't need to I pause don't... and think about that too. I don't want to go backward, but I, too, today am still thinking about quiet quitting yesterday. That was really a quite a conversation, and I might get into it on CNN this coming weekend. I don't think it's what you're saying, that in a corporate environment, they're now like seeing no light at the end of the tunnel. I think it's more broad-based than that, and people are no longer believing, Ricky, that they can equal or better their parents' financial achievement. I think it's much more broad-based and extends beyond the corporate realm. But I promise you we'll come back to that subject, just not a day when we're, we're talking about Liz Cheney. Marilyn, you're in Galveston, Texas. This must be like Texas Day here on the program. Is she ascendant or in decline, Liz Cheney? She is, she is ascending, and oh, Lord, these men from Texas, bless their hearts. Uh, all I can say is, and you know what that really means, right? Uh, look what? up Ann Richards when she said, bless your heart. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember. And I, I would vote for her in a heartbeat today, tomorrow, and the next day because she's honest. And that's, God, that's what we need. Thank you, Listen, Michael. Thank you. There was a caller yesterday, male caller. I don't remember his name, but when I was posing yesterday's poll question, which is, does she does she pose more of a threat to Trump as an independent or as a Republican, meaning does she run in a primary against him or save herself for the general uh, again with the goal of denying him? She made it very clear last night. Her mission is to deny him a return to the White House. And the caller said the caller said, Michael, none of the 75 million who voted for Trump are ever voting for Liz Cheney. And roughly, I think he's probably right. Although I'd like to think that there are a number who said, no, I voted for him, but I could never do that again. Um, He said, so all she's going to do is pull votes from whomever the Trump opponent would be. Biden, Kamala Harris, Mayor Pete, whoever. And his argument was she would pose more of a threat to him if she ran as a Republican because she'd be out there every step of the primary campaign dogging him. And even if he wins, he'd be wounded. But that's not what a th- you know two thirds of you agreed. Two thirds of you said she's more of a threat to Trump running as an independent than she is running as a Republican. Scott, you're in Virginia Beach. Thank you so much. What are you thinking today? Well, thank you for the segue for what I want to say today. So your your caller was right, and I agree. She would be, those 75 million are going to stay even if she tried to run as a Republican. So taking her at her word that she would do whatever it takes to keep him from the office, would that mean changing party affiliation? And she's already getting good rate reviews from some many Democrats for her work on the January 6th committee. You've pointed out the Democrats that Joe Biden doesn't have a real successor and she won't be able to get into any uh, she won't be able to debate Trump. They'll lock her out. They won't even allow her to run as a Republican. So is that what it would take? Is she going to spend the next two years rehabilitating her reputation, going back on issues like maybe gay marriage and other things no if if your question is no if your question is does she go uh does she go and run as a democrat never because as the caller said i'll take the caller at his word that she's got a 92 percent 
uh, vote in sync with Trump. She's she's decidedly anti-abortion. She could never fly in a Democratic nomination process. It's a very progressive process. I remember all the debates. I know what what lines get applause and which ones don't. Oh, Michael, but Joe Biden won. Yeah, Joe Biden was unique because Bernie would have lost to Trump and the establishment coalesced around Joe. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. The point is, she could never win a Democratic nomination. Those very hard left forces that control that process, they're saying nice things about Liz Cheney today, but they would throw her under the bus quicker than you could say whatever the fellow from West Texas said a minute ago. Anita, greetings in Lincoln, Nebraska. Tell me what you most wanted to say. Good morning. What I most wanted to say is that I have always voted Democrat in every, I can't say that I've ever voted for a Republican, but after last night, I want to hear Liz Cheney more. I want to listen to what she's saying. And that's what she's going for. She's, she's going for getting people like me and people who don't like Trump to listen to her and no more. It's a long game because by the time she decides to run, I will probably be ready to vote for her. I'm not ready now. What's that little guy's name? <laughs> the kid crying in the back? Yeah. Her name is Diana. Diana. And she's mad because she's hungry. Sorry, Michael. No worries. We heard, we heard your point, and I wish you good things with her. Thank you. All right. Thank you. This is uh, Ray in Atlanta, Georgia. Ray, on Liz Cheney, the morning after, saying what? Michael, I think she'd win in a state like Georgia. I think Wyoming's extreme, has a small population. But I think in a state like Georgia, if it was Liz Cheney versus Donald Trump, she would beat him in a primary. Hmm. You think Georgia has shifted? The Republicans of Georgia have shifted that much that they would be for, for Liz Cheney and not Donald Trump? I think there are a lot of, I mean, Liz Cheney's hardcore Republican, and I think there's a lot of people that want to get that party back to where it used to be. And if you put her against Donald Trump one-on-one, I think she'd beat him. So how many, I think she'd beat him in Georgia, and I think there's other states out there that are like that. must say I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Corey Kemp and Stacey Abrams. Definitely, definitely. You, you tell me, you tell me, thank you. You tell me the outcome of that race. I know a great deal. Georgia politics is, has gotten so interesting in the last couple of years. But tell me the end of that race, and I'll be able to tell you a lot more about what's going on in the country generally. Right? Two, two strong candidates, good on their feet, well-funded, different messages. Nikki, hi, Syracuse, New York, your turn. Hi. I think Liz Cheney should hedge her bets and not risk pulling from either party by running as the vice presidential candidate for whoever gets the Democratic nomination. Yeah, what makes you think they'd want her, People like me, who is independent but has always voted Democrat at the top of the ticket, Right. I would, like the previous caller, am now seriously considering her. Even if she wins the Republican nomination, I would consider voting for her instead. And which which Democratic candidate could you see getting the nomination— and saying, okay, I want Liz Cheney to be my running mate. Someone that was on your program, but has I've never heard a peep from since, John Delaney. Mm, John Delaney. How about that? Blast from the... Where is John Delaney? That's a good... Hey, good, good pull on your part to remember that as well. Thank you, Nikki. Hi, Lisa. You're in Michigan, St. Joe, Michigan. Greetings. Yeah, um, thank you for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to say is, um, first of all, I was a Hillary supporter, 
Um, but I really, really respect Liz Cheney. I don't like her policies, but she's intelligent, a strong woman. And I've noticed that in America, both men and women, they don't like Hillary or Liz. I read the National Review, which is a conservative publication. So that's where I'm getting my responses about Liz Cheney. It's a personality thing. They come across as they don't smile enough. They don't giggle enough. They just come out as really strong, fact-based women. And Americans don't like that. They want fluff. They want, they like a dictator like in a man, you know, they love it. Trump, you know, be, be a dictator. He's a real leader. But they don't want that from women. It's a negative. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny you say that because Trump, I remember someone wrote an analysis of, of Trump uh, years ago and said that he doesn't now he makes jokes in his rallies at people's expense that are political, but he's not a funny guy and he can mm-hmm. get away with being the stern guy. But Liz Cheney, you say for some can't get away with that and nor could and nor could Hillary get away with that. Um, no, nope. I'm nope. sure I'm sure in some quarters they're judged much more harshly than men. But you said something, Lisa, that I agree with. It's not just men who look at women differently. As an attorney, I have said many, many times on this program, if I had a female client or a female witness and I were picking a jury, I was always kind of cautious about which women were going to go on that jury because women can be very. I mean, look at Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. I, I, I used to, you know, I used to go see my, my mother on a weekly basis and she was watching re, reruns of court TV and saying things about Amber Heard that were surprising to me. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I agree. With you. Women can be their own worst enemy. Sometimes. Yeah. Tough, tough. Yeah. I'll say it this way. Yeah. Tough judges, tough judges for sure. Jimmy, Albany, California. Hi. Hey, I think that in a general election, she would actually hurt the Dems because she would cut into swing voters. I really believe that. I know it's counterintuitive, but I just I don't see general Republican voters pulling away from her. I'm pulling away from Trump. I just see it. I, I thoughtful swing voters who probably listen to this show that might vote Dem are probably going to vote for Liz Cheney. I don't think it hurts Trump. I think it hurts Dems. Look, the conversation we are having this hour is the conversation she's going to have with whomever her intelligentsia are and and pollsters. Like, which way do I go? She told us flat out last night she's on a mission, wants to deny him a return and is prepared to do whatever it takes, which means losing. She's prepared to step up and take it. Now, does she do that as a Republican or an independent? That is the question. I mean, I, I see it plain as day. Uh, Inez, greetings in Michigan. What are you thinking? Oh, thank you for taking my call. I, Cheney, on this particular, I have to uh, compliment her on taking up this particular issue that she is on, but she is ultra-conservative uh, as a whole, and yeah. so I totally disagree with most of her, and I don't think she's going to change on that. The other thing that I really want to get to is that nobody in the media, nowhere, is ever talking about Trump's age. He is 76 years old. And what makes one think that he's, you know, everybody's talking about how old Biden is. So if he was running for president, he's going to be 78. So 
So, you know, in 80, if he, God forbid, won. So that was if, the only thing I had to say. Here's my, here's my short answer. Thank you, Inez. The short answer is, if you removed Biden from the equation, Trump's age would be a factor. But with Biden there, there's a comparison, and it brings me no joy to say this, but in terms of the, on the, the vitality scale, there's not a comparison between the two. There just isn't. Trump's got a step on him in that category, and anybody who doesn't say it, I don't think is being honest. I mean, I remember the waning days of the 2020 campaign when when Joe was sequestered deliberately in Wilmington, I think because they didn't want him to make a mistake. Uh, and also because he was ahead in the polls, Trump was doing like a barn burner tour of the United States. I, I say now with zero humility. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Wow, this yeah. is quite a week for you. I'm <laughs> saying this with zero humility. As usual. I mean, not as usual. You're not getting calls like <laughs> this anywhere else, meaning all across the country and all different perspectives. Conservatives who say, hey, sayonara, I'm done to her. Men, women, black, white, I think, from just, I, and I love it. On a day like today, there's nowhere I'd rather be than, than like, it's almost like we're having a drink and we're just chewing the fat about what went on and what do we think and, and what's going to happen next. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.